ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I am Mr. Warren Hayes, and this is the Monday Night Raw recap. The Monday Night Raw edition of January 14, 2019. Man, I am so glad, so glad that you guys decided to join me this evening. There's a lot of people here in live chat already. And, and, and it, this is fantastic. This is great. I am so thrilled that a whole bunch of y'all have decided to come here and join me on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes live because I do these live every uh, after Raw, half hour after, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want to come in, watch this live, interact with the whole great crew of folks that pop in to chit-chat, if you want to do that, that's great. Otherwise, you can watch the video here. On YouTube.com, but you can also you can also now listen to it on on your favorite podcasting format. That's right. I've started putting all the audio up on uh, on on podcast uh, podcast uh, platform, so you can find the Warren Hayes Show on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. It's all there. Why don't you go ahead and take a look, subscribe, listen to it there. I mean, it's much more intimate than having my uh, huge mug on your screen, on a tele on any computer screen, or perhaps on a television screen. If you are casting via uh, Chrome devices or perhaps Apple televisions or whatever, it's much more, you know, you, you can get away with it much easier. Let's say, for instance, at work, you can do that. So that, so go check those out. And, uh, you know, it's a great way to also enjoy the show. Got a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Well, and actually, you know what? There's a lot of stuff that happened in the past couple of days. And uh, most importantly, I want you, uh, I, once you're done here, if you haven't already, I want you folks to head on over to Fightful.com. All right. I want you to go do that right after we're done here. I want you to go to Fightful.com. I want you to go to the podcast section. And I, or again, on your favorite podcasting platform, your platform of choice. And I want you to listen to The Division. That is uh, Fightful's brand new podcast, exclusively, uh, uh, it's exclusively dedicated to the world of women's wrestling. It is, uh, it is uh, led by the guiding light of Kristen Ashley, who is the editor-in-chief over at Diva Dirt, Fightful contributor, and someone that I have a, the utmost pleasure to, to call friend. And I was uh, I was part of the original panel of uh, guests that participated on that 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 podcast. I was uh, there along with uh, Joe Soriano, who is uh, an editor over at uh, Daily DDT over on the Fan Sided Network, and we had a. Fantastic discussion about women's wrestling. First episode, great reaction. There's tons of people who have turned out to 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 uh, to listen to it. Uh, Fightful's been getting some great reaction. We even got some wrestlers, man, reaching out saying that they enjoyed it, that they're maybe even looking um, uh, looking forward to helping out. So that's always it's really cool. I'm so proud of Kristen. She's got something fantastic on her hands, and I can I am thrilled to have been able to. To, to help out in, in my minute and uh, slash annoying way. So go check that out. 
that's that was something that we released that was released yesterday. We recorded it and Sean decided to put it up because he's he's a fantastic, fantastic gentleman. Uh, so th so that's something that happened. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, tomorrow is going to be as a smackdown. So I'm going to do my retro not my retro. What did I say? Retro. I'm going to do my recap show uh, just like tonight uh, at 1030 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 205 Live is going back to Tuesday evenings at 10. That's something. And speaking of 205 Live, I'm going to be also doing my Fightful uh, my, my Fightful Select recap show, NXT 205 Live this week. What is Fightful Select? I'm glad you asked. It is the premium service of Fightful.com, which I spoke about just previously. And if you're a regular listener slash viewer of the Mr. Warren Hayes show, well, you know what Fightful is all about. It's a, it's a, it's a wrestling uh, boxing MMA news website. So it's a cool place. You get lots of news, get lots of scoops, exclusives, interviews, podcasts. But if you want even more of all of that great stuff, and you head on over to Fightful Select, you subscribe, you get tons and tons of extra content. You get just, and I am just covering, like, this is just the basic stuff. This I'm talking podcasts here, just podcasts. You get my weekly 205 Live NXT recap show. When NXT UK does pulls double duty and gives us two hours of wrestling a week, I do an extra show. And on top of that, you get uh, Sean Ross Sapp does the, 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 fightful, uh, the Fightful Report, which is every Wednesday where he covers a whole bunch of stuff, gives some backstage news, all sorts of great tidbits there. Steven Jensen does the Weekender where he covers non-WWE programming. You have uh, uh, retro pay-per-view reviews that I do with Sean just this week or a couple of days ago anyway. Now, maybe not this week, but last week. We have Royal Rumble 1988 that was released. It's Royal Rumble season. It's a great time to reacquaint ourselves with what is technically, but not officially, but technically the first Royal Rumble event. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. It was a weird show. <laughs> it's a really weird show, but it was fun. And, and, and Sean and I had a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, Sean does dark match commentary. Look, go check it out. Fightfulselect.com. $5 a month. And it's a, the best way for you to support Fightful as well. Next week is going to be hella busy. Yes, yes, yes. I said hella. Because we've got pay-per-views on the way, don't we? Is it next week or is it the week after? I'm I, I'm I'm lost as far as my as time goes now. Um, yeah, it is next week, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. It is next week. We've got we got pay-per-views coming up. We've got WWE pay-per-views. We have uh, Royal Rumble in uh, in two weeks' time, not this uh, upcoming Sunday, and Takeover as well. So. Warren is going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff. I am pleased to tell you all that I will be joined here on the program by none other than Anthony Souter of Smart to Death, who is going to be doing joining me for my Royal Rumble prediction show. Anthony, who is in the chat, by the way, 30 years old today. It's his birthday. I suggest that everyone in the chat press F for a happy birthday. To wish him a happy birthday. So press F for Anthony's birthday. Everyone in the chat. I love you, buddy. I can't believe that you are the oldest, youngest man I know. And then <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to be having my NXT TakeOver 
preview show right here as well with C. Danny Mac from the Undisputed Future podcast. It'll be a pleasure to have him back. And breaking news, just confirmed tonight, I'm going to be joining uh, the boys over at the Speeds and the Benchmark show. That's also become a tradition. Every time they have it, we have a takeover. They invite me on the show. We talk about our predictions here, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, so I'll be doing that next week as well. So stay tuned. There'll probably be another recording of The Division as well. I think I'm on the docket for that one. I don't think uh, Kristen uh, has fired me just yet. So it's a lot of cool stuff, folks. A lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of wrestling to cover, a lot of wrestling to talk about. And you know what? If you can't get enough of your wrestling, well, then you head on over to powerslam.tv, folks, because that's a place, a subscription service, where you can get access to 4,000 hours of professional wrestling content from independent promotions from across the world. Not just North America, Europe, Asia. It's there. And you get some great, great promotions, such as Smash Wrestling from Canada, which is, uh, which is fantastic. They have talent exchange with Impact Wrestlers as well. You should check that out. You have Defy over in Seattle. You have Bar Wrestling. I actually watched a bit of Bar Wrestling from Los Angeles over the weekend. Watched a couple of matches. And that was really cool. I'm uh, you, There's a good buzz going around these, these folks. I really enjoyed it. There's a whole plethora of, of, of wrestling content there uh, just waiting for you. And I, I, I want to preach and I want to thank Power Slam for reaching out and supporting the Mr. Warren Hayes show. And, uh, and to thank you guys, to thank me, to thank you for, you know, to thanks all around. Power Slam are giving you the opportunity to get a full month of, uh, of their service for free. If you go to powerslam.tv and you subscribe using the promo code Warren Hayes, all in one word, W-A-R-R-E-N-H-A-Y-E-S. You punch that in and you get a full month of powerslam.tv for free. So go, go, young young men and women go do it go enjoy the beauties of and the uh, extraordinary wonders that is powerslam.tv i want to thank them again for reaching out go check it out fun service there's a lot of stuff on there man a lot of stuff hey, i don't think i took the time to thank everyone who's in the chat here this evening we got a the chat is busy there's a bunch of folks here this evening. Look at that. We have, well, you know, I've, Kristen's here, Kristen Ashley. Uh, we have, uh, we, uh, Anthony's here. Wished him a happy birthday. Thank you, everyone, for wishing him a happy birthday. Hey, we got the boys from Takamania here. That's fantastic. John, JPQ. John, by the way, JPQ just recently started up his very own podcast. He hadn't, he hasn't been around for a couple of weeks, and I thought he was big dogging me. But it turns out that he was just starting up his own new podcast that you should go check out. It's called No Particular Angle. Uh, I found it on Podbean. It's probably available on a few other podcast platforms as well. Go check that out. Uh, John's a great guy, and he's got uh, he's got a good, solid foundation. Um, fun show on the way. So yeah, you should in, you should go check that out. Kevin, how you doing? 
MST Panini 71, good to see you uh, as well. Frets is here. Uh, we've got Andrew, Jason. Man, the gang's all here. The gang is all here. I'm so glad everyone's here. We're going to talk about a... Um, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raws and that kind of why we're here. Ah, But before we do that, folks, before we actually start talking about wrestling, we actually have to talk about... Bold predictions! Yes, the bold predictions, of course. Every... <coughs> Every uh, at every show, at every show, at every SmackDown, every Raw, I head on to Twitter and I ask people to give me their boldest predictions. Not their, not these. Uh, oh, Raw's finally gonna be good. That's not a bold prediction. That's just cynical. I want some good old fashioned knickknacks. And I got a good, uh, really good series of them tonight. <clears throat> Again this week, <clears throat> not exactly easy pickings. Well, there was because there was a lot of pickings. But then when you when you're done your initial set of pickings, and then you have to, <laughs> I'll choke on whatever I want. Uh, um, uh, when you, when you do your pickings, and then you you have to pick within the pickings, then it gets harder. So let's take a look here. What do we got as far as as bold predictions go? Why is this okay? There we go. It's a live show. Here we go. Chris the Amiga Stump joins us today. And he says, we find out that Brock is actually three rabbit dogs in a man's suit, but it's okay because Braun is actually five feral cats. <laughs> I don't know. It's so, it's so bold and it just tickles me the right way. I thought that was funny. Good job. Thank you, the man called Stump. We have Dustin G., with this tonight and he says Vince finds a way to de-age 30 years he then cuts a you people promo about how everybody is waiting for him to leave so that someone else will be in charge then he sits on his throne on the stage for the rest of the show could you imagine the you know because there is a substantial amount of people who are just waiting for Vince to kind of die <laughs> could you imagine if he did find the formula to go back 30 years, and then there's another years of Vince, another 30 years of Vince McMahon at the head of WWE. Oh boy. Thank you for that. The smart to death boys ch chime in. And I say boys, but it's, it's really Anthony. Kyle never does anything. Jordan Devlin upset from his loss on Saturday shows up after Finn Defeats, defeats Baron Corbin for the 1,827,181st time to beat him up. And Jordan Devlin is then jumped by Hornswoggle. It is the, the Irish Civil War that breaks down. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for that, Anthony. That was very bold. Kevin! Kevin, you made it, Kevin. Kevin says Shawn Michaels makes a surprise appearance alongside God 
demanding a rematch from Backlash 2006 with Vince and Shane McMahon. You know what? That's actually something. That's actually something that would be really, really funny. Or it could get really dark, you know, because then everyone would think like Sean has got a severe case of dementia or something. <laughs> That's fantastic. Good job. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin. Courtney jumps in and says, you want bold as fuck? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Thank you. The entire roster walks out and says, unless Triple H takes over, they're all headed to AEW. <sighs> ooh, ooh. That's pretty bold. It would also get a whole bunch of people in legal trouble, but also very bold. Thank you for that. Oh man, that is that is some tiny, tiny, tiny rendering right there. Let's let's blow this up a little bit. Oops, there we go. It's JPQ. Look at that. It's JPQ who joins us on the bold predictions uh, says segment. It says Braun Strowman comes out to deal Dashwood's music. <laughs> I'm assuming the Emelina thing. Her last is that what is that uh, spray tanned, dressed in little shorts, frosted tips, and tells everyone to get these tans. Then proceeds to peddle spray tan products as Vince sends him to the island for help, effectively removing him from his match at Royal Rumble. You know what? It, it pretty bold prediction, but there's like five percent of what you predicted that actually be, that actually came into being tonight. That's hilarious. <laughs> Frosted tips is always funny. There's the fr frets in the chat. There's something inherently funny about frosted tips. That's a, I like that. Thank you. Thank you, John, for that. And oh, wow. Okay. Good job, Warren. Getting all of this ready. Whoa. You stay there, Warren. There we go. <laughs> it's a live show. Oz Marley from Steel Post Media comes in and he says Raw opens and all of a sudden Bad Streak USA starts playing and Mr. Warren Hayes comes out and announces that he is in fact the son of Michael P.S. Hayes. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't even know why I put this here. I'm not opening this up. I'm not touching this. This is not something we are, we are going to discuss on my show. Not at all. <laughs> And uh, come on, man. There we go. And finally, I think it's finally. Yep. There we go. We have Fetz. Fetz is here. He's in the chat as well. And I'm going to boost this up a little more. And Fetz says, Juan Cena joins Lucha House Party for a match, but is DQ'd when the ref doesn't see the blind tag. You get it? I got it. I got it. There you go. Good job, Fretz. Thank you very much. Those were our bold predictions. And there we go. Get rid of that now. All right. Just moving my microphone for best angle. The best, the best possible angle. No particular angle. Just the best angle. All right. Let's, uh, let's start off the way that Ross started off. With a car. There's a car that arrives. 
It's a limo. It's not just a car, Warren. It's a limousine. And it's not just any limousine. It's Vince's limousine. So Vince comes out. And then we go to the ring. And then there's music that pops. It's not just any music, Warren. It's Braun's music. So Braun arrives. Braun? Strowman. He comes to the ring. He has a microphone and he says, Brock Lesnar is afraid of him. Mm-hmm. He says that all the time that he was uh, holding the Money in the Bank briefcase, uh, Braun was constantly looking over his shoulder. And to that, I say, eh, eh. Brock Lesnar was not looking over his shoulder. Braun, you announced when and where you were going to cash it in. Don't be a don't be a douchebag. He wasn't looking over his shoulder. He knew exactly what to expect. The money in the bank situation is all on you, Braun. Because you were un you were not unpredictable. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, he, he starts running Brock down, but then Baron Corbin comes out still dressed up in his, uh, his general manager duds still, still very sad. Still a little pathetic. He comes out and he says, you know, that even though he's not in control anymore, you know, he still has something to say. Braun interrupts him and tries, uh, tries to get a, you got fired chant and it kind of gets some traction Corbin says he's going to focus on winning the Royal Rumble and going somewhere that he he being Braun going somewhere where he will never go to and that is the main event of Wrestlemania oh well Braun Braun is not standing for such idle insults and he just goes straight for Baron Corbin goes straight for him and uh, and they go right backstage. Braun is looking for him. Gets one of the Singh brothers. Launches him over a table or onto a table. Man, those Singh brothers, they're aerodynamic. And I think it was, wasn't it Sunil? I, I get them, I get their, I just get their names confused. I think it's Sunil the... He's the, the one who was he was who was injured like for over a year and he like came back just a couple of months ago and he's already taking these crazy ass Braun Strowman bumps. Anyway, so Braun uh, Braun's looking for Baron doesn't doesn't know where he went, but someone knows where he where he went and that and that is the magical Elias who appeared next to a road case sitting with his uh, troubadour guitar like some kind of uh, like some kind of magical Pied Piper. Starts playing his guitar. He's miked. <laughs> and he sings a song about knowing where Corbin is gone. And he points uh, uh, Braun into the right direction saying he's in the limo. So Braun goes down to the limo. He goes down to the limo. He, uh, he, he tries to open the door. The door is locked. And he goes straight for... He goes straight for the driver and he drags him out. Instead of asking the driver to unlock the doors, he just grabs him and drags him out of the car through the window. This is Ron Strowman. I'm okay with this. And he goes back to the door. Instead of, again, like opening up, going through the, like through the window and like just popping, like popping the locks on the door. He goes back and he's like, God damn it. I can't open the door. So what he does 
what he does is he goes to a nearby uh, a, 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 a nearby crate of tools or anyway stuff and he grabs a lead pipe and at this point all I have in my brain the only thing that I have in my mind is Goldberg who tried to to break the the in a very similar situation back in WCW tried to break a limousine window with a pipe and he couldn't so he decided to go with his with with his fists or his his elbow um, yeah his elbow and he opened himself up you remember that incident and he was injured for weeks and now we're we're back here <laughs> and he uh so that's all i have in mind that's all i'm thinking of just don't do it just if Please, please don't put your hand through the window. Anyway, so he grabs he grabs the pipe and the window shatters immediately, which I got, you know, got to be honest, bit of a sigh of relief there. He starts yelling at Corbin and he's still trying to open the door. I, Braun loses like when he gets really, really mad and starts smashing stuff. He uses he loses part of his basic brain functions because, again, he could have just pop the door right you could have just like bloop and go after corbin but no corbin comes out on the other side <laughs> tears the door off <laughs> he tears the door off and then vince arrives and it's sort of like what the hell man <laughs> now here's something that's brilliant okay and this is the kind sometimes i think it's stupid but in these moments of pure absurdity, it works so well. You know how, like they'll call someone to they'll 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 have a wrestler head to the ring just at commercial, right? So the wrestler's in the ring doing their doing their dancey dance, and then we'll cut to commercial, and the wrestler's in the ring, and the wrestler's going to stay in the ring for like two two and a half minutes. And I've seen this when I went to SmackDown last year. I see when that happens, the wrestlers stay in the ring, and they're like. No, there's not much to do. And the music keeps playing and it's kind of, no, actually the music dies down. They kill the music. And then just as they're about to come back, they cue the music back up. So it, it's a really weird thing to see live. Anyway, so it, I always think it's kind of stupid that the wrestlers are in the ring doing nothing for all that time. But here, at, as Vince arrives and, and Braun has just thrown the, the, the door to the limo to the to the ground Vince arrives and they sort of stare at each other and when we come back you know <laughs> they're still there <laughs> and I'm like they've been staring at each other awkwardly for three minutes with Vince fuming like being really really mad and then Braun tries to put the door back on and it sort of stays there for like two seconds and then it falls off. Anyway, Vince is really mad and he's he finds Braun $100,000 and takes his uh, opportunity at the Universal title away at Royal Rumble. And that's really the big story here. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, no, the, uh, well, uh, he does that and then, and then Braun flips the car over. I like this segment. I like this part because because it's Braun smashing shit up. And that's what we want from Braun. We want Braun to do these incredible feats of strength 
We don't want him to stand around in the ring while uh, Brock Lesnar saunters around it like last week. We don't want him flubbing his lines. We don't want him talking. We want him busting shit up. And that's what we got. So that that makes me happy. That's good. Today I'm getting the... Giving approval signs for those of you listening just on audio. Now, as far as... Um, and as far as the segment went, just silly enough? Just absurd enough? I liked it. Now, the question is, why is Braun being pulled? I think the big... The, you know, the, the, the most logical assumption that we can make is that he's not exactly ready to fight. Or maybe something... Uh, or or maybe uh, it has to do with uh, maybe someone just going, well, you know what? This isn't a draw. This isn't going to draw anything. This there's, there's no point to it. I don't know. Because, you know, in my very, very humble opinion, I think WWE missed their window of opportunity with putting Braun in a championship main event situation. I think it's, I think it's past with the way they've booked him. Uh, I think one of the things that really, really, the fact that he held the money in the bank briefcase and held it that the, and held it the way he did last year, I didn't do him any favors. The fact that they had to turn him heel in that as part of this grand scheme of trying to get, Roman reigns over pushing putting uh Braun in a heel position will ultimately it ultimately hurt him and we're still feeling it right now because Braun is lacking direction and we're not quite sure we're not quite sure how to feel about him anymore the injury's not helping but it's really, really strange, um, the position that he's in now. He's not as over as he was. It's not quite as organic. I think the heel turn last fall really did some damage to him. He'll probably recover. But you know what Braun would need for real? I think what really would benefit Braun right now is some time off. Get him off TV for half a year. Have him come back, and man, people are going to be going cuckoo crazy to see him back. Just think of the reactions that Kevin Owens and Sammy are about to get when they come back. Or Roman, for that matter. Or Bray. Even Bray Bray, Bray Wyatt. Once he pops back, you're going to get a great reaction. That's, uh, That's where I stand on the Brock situation. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I'm just looking through chat here. John says Braun versus Brock would have been a bore. Anthony says, I think Finn versus Brock will be good. Kevin says, I agree with JPQ. I think they just knew they needed to make a better match. And Kevin agrees with me as well. They bungled Braun. CM Phil, how you doing, CM Phil? Honestly, if they wanted Braun to be champ, it needed to happen at Crown Jewel. But yeah, about that. Um, yeah, they. It even it should have happened before that, actually, even before Crown Jewel. 
they should have given the, they should have given them the the championship a long time before that. Like when he was really tearing rigging down and doing crazy shit. When was that? It was that multi man. I can't remember exactly when it was. Was it at Fast Lane or was it at? I think it was at Fast Lane. He had Brock versus Roman versus uh, Braun versus Joe. There was a whole bunch of them there. I w- I would have had uh, Braun pin anyone. You keep Brock strong anyway. But anyway, all right. Next match we have Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey. Versus Nia Jax and Tamina. So we start this one. This is obviously off of what happened last week with the uh, Moment of Bliss segment where um, Ronda Rousey challenged Sasha Banks to uh, a match at um, to a match at uh, Royal Rumble. Nia Jax took offense to that and then fought Sasha Banks who tapped her out. And this leads into this match here because uh, over the course of the week, Ronda Rousey's been on social media basically fangirling over Sasha Banks. Have you guys seen this? Like, it's uh, it's quite impressive. Uh, uh, remarkable, really, how she's just taken to uh, just completely, completely uh, fangirling com- uh, over Sasha, respect and all of that. I think she even she even referred to that when she when she found out that she was going to be fighting Sasha Banks, she marked out. That was the words that she uh, she those were the words she used. <clears throat> so um, so you know they're developing this story here. Uh, it was a quick match. It was a fine match. Um, Sasha starts off uh, with uh, with Nia. Um, I liked that at first. You know. Um, Naya was like, "No, I want to fight. I want to fight Ronda." And Sasha was like, "Oh, you want to fight Ronda?" So and started reaching over as if to tag her in, but instead just sucker punched her. And that's the kind of Sasha Banks I like. She hits a Hurricane Ronda on Naya, who actually followed through on the motion this week. Ha ha ha! No, oh, that that was uncalled for, but it's also true. Naya blocks um, and avoids most of Sasha's offense while. Sasha is sticking and moving, so, you know, there's a bit of that dynamic going on. Sasha gets a sleeper hold in on Nia, uh, like in a rear naked choke kind of thing. Um, but Nia flips her off. Uh, second row bulldog by Sasha. Sliding knee, covers Nia, but only gets two. Ronda comes in, backs Nia into a corner, but into the, using some offense, but into Nia's corner. Now I'm thinking, okay, Sure, Ronda Rousey's still a rookie, but she's the champ. And at this point, if she's backing the opposition into the opposition's corner, eh, that's not some doesn't doesn't look very good on you there, uh, Ronda, uh, the champ. Uh, from a uh, standing position, uh, well, Ronda does the uh, the uh, step up um, armbar. She she steps up, grabs. Uh, Tamina's arm and rolls through with an armbar, but uh, Tamina then uh, not Tamina, but Naya grabs uh, Tamina and drags her out of the ring. And then there's a lot of stalling by the heels at this point. We come back from commercial and Nia, Nia, Nia Jax has a bear hug because of course. Then she power bombs Banks 
to the ground. The heels cut Banks off from getting to, to Ronda. Uh, Nia vo- avoids a shoulder block. Uh, no, Sasha avoids a shoulder block from uh, from uh, Nia Jax. Uh, from, from Tamina, who... I, I'll get this right. Let me let me start over again. <clears throat> How you doing, everyone? Welcome to the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. In this segment here of the, of the match, <laughs> Sasha Banks avoided a shoulder block from Tamina that hits Nia instead, who flies off the apron. And that allows Sasha Banks to get the bank statement on Tamina for the win. So that's really cool. At the end of the uh, of the match, so 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 at the end of the match, we have a, a promo with both ladies, and uh, Ronda is uh, she's trying to power through this, you know, saying that she's really really honored and stuff, and that she's really looking forward to it, and uh, you know she's uh, uh, but she she starts saying things, you know, where uh, something to the effect of if uh, well one of my greatest, you know, I'm really looking forward to adding to to my list of great accomplishments to have beaten the great Sasha Banks. And Sasha's like, the hell are you talking about? Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean it that way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, Ronda's like, boo, 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 my bad. I messed up. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to let you know, you know, it'll be my honor to do whatever it takes to tap you out. And Sasha's like, girl, that's what she needs to get. What? And, and Sasha takes offense to all of this. And I, and, and that was good. It's really, really good because, you know, I like Sasha when she when she can be a little bitchy where she's like where she's got the where she can pull out the attitude. And when I was looking at that, I was like, man, make Sasha a heel, make her a heel right now. Never mind the Boston hug connection. Sasha's so much more intriguing and enthralling as a heel and the promo that she cut here was dynamite it was good it was really really good you could tell sasha is like no man i you know you think this is a done deal but you're out of you know you're completely outside of it look i just made i made nia Jax tap last week i made tamina tap this week i'm gonna make you tap as well i'm like i like this and i liked it because and i, I think i spoke about this this last week I like, I I want my Sasha Banks to be motivated. I want her to be motivated. I want her to be chomping at the bit because that's when we get the best Sasha Banks. When Sasha Banks is not motivated, she's got pouty face and she's just going through the motions. But you can tell here she's got, she's got oomph. She's got gumption. There's, uh, there's, there's something here. There's something, there's something, um, going happen in here that I really like the one thing that I didn't like was Ronda Rousey apologizing and being like oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry god damn she's the champ she is the champion and I don't think that MMA uh Ronda Rousey would be going around uh, being apologetic to stuff that she said about her opponents you know I I honestly think that Babyface Ronda has run her course. I really do. It's time for if she's the baddest woman on the planet, then she shouldn't be like, Oh, I'm sorry, Sasha. I'm gonna She should be like, Look, I'm look, I'm gonna make you tap out. That's it, that's all. Anyway. And yeah. I just think as as good as Sasha was, 
I really think this is a weird direction that they that they've given um, that they've given Ronda in this situation. I really do. And hopefully they don't make uh, mistakes like they did when they had Ronda versus Nia when they were both baby faces when they had each other feud. They were both baby faces, and they were all. It, it, the buildup was really, really awkward. Want to say, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Want to say hello to Babaruski and John Baez, who have uh, joined in the chat over here. Um, let's. I'm just reading through the chat here. Uh, oh, Red Leaf Retrocast is here as well. Red Leaf says he's super confused with what I'm reading and hearing from Ra. I guess he didn't watch the the, the show. Uh, are there any? Uh, are there any? Uh, probably things are very divisive. Uh, Kristen is fed up about my take about Sasha. Sasha is always motivated. It's dumb to say otherwise. I disagree. CM feels the same babyface. Ronda does nothing for me. She should at least be a tweener. You know what? And remember one thing, uh, folks. Remember this right here. Sasha Banks, when she was walking away, going back, and after she had her little argument with um, with Ronda, leaving Ronda all being all pouty face at top. You know what she did? You know what? Did you see what Sasha did? She raised up four fingers. She flashed the four fingers. Man, oh man, we I'm. I don't know how deeply we have to read into that, but I am, mm, I am tasting it. Mm, 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 mm. It is like a a a, a nice a spicy sauce uh, that I uh, to put on my uh, uh, on top of my uh, saute of uh, vegetables. Mm, 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 mm. I'm looking forward to that to them four horsewomen. I don't know if the these. I mean, to me, the shots have been fired when Ronda went and pushed Becky and Charlotte off the off their ladders. You know, maybe maybe Ronda's going to come full circle. Is going to be is going to take care of Sasha and mess up Bailey as well. Oh boy! Oh boy! Nice to see you as well, Noah. Now we go back. We go backstage, and. All the lower card guys are waiting outside of Vince's office, out of which walks Jerry Lawler. Okay. No way Jose comes along with the conga line. And we cut to commercial. Because apparently all the lower card guys want a shot at the universal title. Mm-hmm. Back from commercial, we go backstage again and... Uh, and, and Sasha and Ronda are being held back by their best friends. Sasha's being held back by held, held back by Bailey, and Natalia's holding Ronda back. And then they sort of push off and they go away. Uh, and then Natalia and Bailey start quibbling over you know who's you know who's uh, whose fault it, it is. You know, oh, you should you should tell your friend to calm the calm the hell down. You should tell your friend to calm the hell down. You should, th- yeah. Uh, so then the riot squad come in and they, you know, they smell blood uh, and they come to uh, challenge them to a six women tag match because they're a unit. They're cohesive. If you can find a third woman, we'll have that match. And Natalia accepts the challenge while Bailey's like, hey, I didn't agree to this garbage. What are you doing taking decisions for me? I'm a grown lady. 
Lucha House Party versus The Revival is next. I was re I had trouble with this match. I was really, really distracted and annoyed. And uh, what? Chat, list me a series of negative emotions, and I will tell you if I felt those emotions while watching this segment here, where the revival were fighting Lucha House Party. Well, and then we suddenly cut to backstage and we started interviewing the uh, the lower card guys who were all waiting outside of Vince McMahon's office. I'm like, what? Okay. The match starts, uh, you know, with, with some arm drags. Um, uh, Kalisto hits an arm drag of his own on... Uh, Dash Wilder, a drop kick. He does a wrist lock takedown from the second rope. Uh, Metalik and Kalisto do a double team where uh, with a, a wheelbarrow senton basically on Wilder. Um, and then the uh, the revival and you see the the revival take advantage of the situation and they're the 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 fight back. They hit an atomic drop followed by a drop kick on Kalisto. And then, uh, then the, this is when we cut to backstage at this point here. Now, in the meantime, there's some action going on, but I swear to God, I was so distracted with what, with, I was stunned. It was really, really weird. Uh, you get a, we got Apollo Crews who cuts a really lame promo. We get Kurt Hawkins who, Actually, you know, says something that a lot of us have been, you know, a joke. A lot, a lot of people have been joke that been joking on internet. You know, you know, will Brock Lesnar break Kurt Hawkins' streak? You know, so that was actually pretty funny. Uh, then we see, we see the B team. We see uh, Heath Slater with the, Heath Slater always making the most out of the situations that he gets. Where he's asked, you know, Heath, do you really want to face Brock Lesnar? He says, no, man, I have kids. And I'm like, and then we see EC3. EC3 just standing there in a picture-in-picture -picture while there's a match going on. He's there. And he just stands there grinning. No one is reacting because no one is watching the goddamn segment because there's a match going on. And the camera just pans away. That's when it pans away to the B team, actually. This is how this is how we're premiering EC3 on main. With a, a, a throwaway stupid ass segment. Why was he there? <sighs> anyway, the match ends when uh, Dawson spikes uh, Metalik. With the DBT, DDT, covers him. Metalik puts his foot on the rope, but Wilder is on the outside and he pushes the foot off the, the ropes. Referee doesn't see a thing. And we get the win. They get the win. The Revival get the win. And of course, when the Revival get a win, we got a stupid-ass angle happening at the same time, right? Conspiracy, yes, but also very annoying. It's so dumb. So dumb. Uh. 
What are we talking about, chat? Uh, Redleaf Retrocast says, so five out of six NXT people to debut all on Raw, but they are all backstage looking like nothing, so why care? Well, they did establish the fact, they talked about this during the Nikki Cross segment, that they're not, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're 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 uh, they're going to be looking for their homes. Like they're going to appear on the brands, and you know, eventually they'll fall into place. Um, apparently, what happened with Lars Sullivan last week uh, derailed a lot of ideas and and planning. I don't think Lars is doing well, which is which is awful. And I and I and I wish uh, I wish him uh, all the best. Uh, but it did sort of derail a bit uh, about a stuff uh, a lot of stuff that they had planned so i'm giving them the, a bit uh benefit of the doubt here but it you know debuting like lacey evans in the back you know sort of chatting with people I, i'm fine with that ec3 has a bit more of a name and he's he carries something a little more just having him debut in a picture in picture and something it was just stupid that was stupid. Uh, Andrew Thompson, hey, how you doing? Says the revival are sinking, man. It's sad. Um, Smart to this says, oh my, did Lucha House Party beat revival again? No, aren't you paying attention, Anthony? God damn it. <laughs> Babarusi says, Otis thinks Alexa Bliss is Mandy Rose. <laughs> yeah, because because um, um, Otis Dosevich had a thing where he was pretending that Manny Rose was his uh, girlfriend on social media, which was pretty funny. Um, JPQ says they were featured. Um, uh, says they, they being the revival, they were featured, but they were, but they made mention on the broadcast that it would also be on SmackDown live. There you go. That's what I was talking about. Exactly. I should have read before. Dang it. <laughs> So there we go. So basically Vince McMahon comes out of his office and he says, well, you know, oh, everyone here wants to know what's going on. Well, I'm going to go to the ring and make an announcement. So he goes to the ring and just as he starts to talk, John Cena's music hits. John comes out and he says, uh, he basically tells Vince, you know, when everyone left you ha hanging high and dry, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, even this dude, Brock Lesnar, when they all decided to leave, you begged for someone to come in and step up. And I looked you straight in the eye and asked you to give me a chance. Vince, give me a chance. Give me. He's asking Vince again, give me a chance. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is that you have a guy who's a 16-time world champion asking for a chance. Are you kidding me? You... You kind of had your all the chances in the world, man. So, um, so, uh, so he says, you know, I'm going to become the 17-time champion here. He says, how will I do it? Because I'm the only WWE superstar who has weakness. <laughs> Drew comes out. He says, how dare you, Cena? How dare you stand there with a roof with a straight face and say that you still have ruthless aggression? 
Um, and he says, your time is gone. Just like Stone Cold, just like The Rock and Brock, it's it's time to move on. Then uh, Baron Corbin comes out and Loki threatens Vince with legal action. And I, mean, I don't think I don't think that ever works. Uh, and then out comes Finn Balor. And he says he's tired of being left out of the conversation. He says, I'm the only one in this ring who's ever been universal champion. And yet Vince says, Vince calls him out on it and says, yeah, you were. But what are you going to do against all this? His words exactly. <laughs> what are you going to do against all this beef? Those are Vince's words. Basically saying, dude, you're tiny. Like, all right. Um... And he says, you know, Finn says, you know, let's be honest, Vince, you never believed in me, but these people do, pointing to the audience and so on. And he says, and to prove himself, he says, well, he goes out, he goes straight after Corbin, and instead he eats a claymore. In fact, McIntyre lays everyone out. McIntyre is the last man standing here. So, um, so there you go. So that sets up a. Uh, a fatal four-way later on in the evening with the winner getting to challenge um, with the winner getting to challenge uh, Brock Lesnar at uh, at the uh, papery pay-per-view. Now, if the fact that Vince McMahon here took the time to call out Finn being too small as opposed to everyone else, didn't telegraph the end of this Raw for you, well, there's another event that will. Because, and it happens right now, Vince is backstage and he gets interrupted by former WWE champion Jinder Mahal saying that he should have been in the in the ring with those other three fools. Vince says, well, you know what? If you want an opportunity, Jinder, you pick any one of those four men, you'll have a match with them, and if you can defeat them tonight, if you can defeat that person tonight, you get uh, their spot in the fatal four-way, and he picks Finn. Now, interesting choice, because since August 2018, Finn Balor has defeated Jinder Mahal seven times. <laughs> Match, I would not have picked Finn. <laughs> um... Oh, you know what? If so, okay. If someone does, if someone does, uh, gif uh, me doing the ruthless aggression thing, please post it out on Twitter and tag me in it. Thank you. <laughs> we have the Riot Squad versus Bailey, Natalia, Nikki Cross, who was the surprise third woman. And I was like, no, no, don't put Nikki on Raw. Don't put Nikki on Raw. Nikki belongs on SmackDown. And by the way, Chad, why don't we open up this discussion? Who's, who among the NXT call-ups should end up where? Who do you think should be on Raw? Who should be on SmackDown? The Riot Squad and uh, Bailey, Natalia, and Nikki Cross come out. Uh, and But this is the point where, as I mentioned earlier, Michael Cole says that the, that the stars are going, the, the, the call-ups are going to go from brand to brand and they're going to fall into place at some point. Um... Cross starts off with a drop kick on Sarah Logan, then drags Liv Morgan down by the hair. And I like this moment where the, the Demon Squad comes in to flank Ruby Riot, and the faces come in to flank Nikki Cross, right, to stand up for her. But Nikki's like, 
no, go away. Nikki wants to play. She's like pushing them back. And the Riot Squad is like, Riot Squad is like, what? What the hell is wrong with her? And she goes after everyone. Uh, she goes after all three members. <clears throat> she drags Ruby under the ring apron and starts wailing on her. That's really her. It's been her thing recently. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, back from commercial, Bailey hits a crossbody on Logan, but Logan gets her back down. Cartwheel knee drop by Logan. That was pretty cool. I think she still needs to work on it a bit, but that's a that's a cool move. Uh, Liv hits a bulldog from the turnbuckle, covers but only gets two. She tangles Bailey into the ropes with a chin lock. I like that. It looked it looked it looked nice and nice and harsh. Liv distracts the ref, allows Ruby to kick Bailey. And a shotgun dropkick by Liv follows. Uh, covers Bailey for two. Logan is in a chin bar. Uh, she uh, she whips at Bailey hard. Logan gets Bailey in a chin bar is what I mean. She whips Bailey hard in the corner. But Bailey makes the hot tag to Natalia, who comes in with a German release suplex. She lariats Logan down. Wheelbarrow face slam follows. Covers but only gets two. Morgan gets a hurricane run on Natalia. Uh, covers but Nikki Cross breaks up the pin sharpshooter gets blocked top rope heart attack by Nikki Cross and Natalia or I guess you'd, you'd call it maybe a doomsday device I guess more like uh yeah that's more like it I can't oh crap I can't quite remember if Natalia had live on her shoulders if she or if she had her uh in a bear hug position I don't remember but I put heart attack so it's probably she had her in the in in the um in the bear hug position. Uh, so that was a nice little segment there. That was a lot of fun. Cross avalanches, both Ruby and Logan in the corner. She bulldogs Ruby. Monkey flip by Nikki Cross on Logan, who's fo- uh, followed by a basement drop kick. Liv kicks, Nick, uh, Liv kicks Nikki Cross, rolls her back in. Uh, Nikki hits a draping neck breaker. I don't know if that's going to be her new finisher. If she can't do the purge anymore. And Bailey does a diving elbow for the win. I liked that. This was a fun match. I thought it was. I thought it was good, and I really liked Nikki here. I I think I liked her more on this match here than her main roster match that she had against um, Becky Lynch. A couple uh, was it last uh, last fall. I think she looked a lot better here. She looked more comfortable. Uh, she was very excited <laughs> and can't blame her. I really do think that she's going to end up on SmackDown. I think that's where she fits in the best. Um, and and I mean, I'm just putting this out here. You know, she's, she's, she's still using her version of the Sanity theme. That's what she used tonight. Well, Sanity's still on, uh, Sanity's still on SmackDown. Right? Because we haven't seen them in a while. Anyway, well. I don't want to get into that. This is the raw review. Um, I got to say, I'm, you know, I was, and I still am really sick of six women tag matches that have no rhyme or reason that are just put together just to give the women to do something. But tonight you kind of felt like the six women match had a purpose like there was a there was a bit of the, you know it was a bit of a build what came off the fact of you know Bailey and Natalia being the best friends of the two feuding ladies uh riot squad coming in for blood you know at least there was 
it wasn't just like bloop, bloop. We'll just drop you in here. So I kind of like, uh, I kind of like that. That was pretty cool. Uh, let's see, chat. I asked you who, who you thought would end up who, where, where I should, I, I mean, uh, Babaruski said EC3 raw, no doubt. And I agree. John says, uh, the same for EC3 on raw Nikki on SmackDown that I agree as well. Uh, John, uh, Kristen says, the question is where do I end up? I don't care. JPQ <laughs> says, uh, lazy will end up on raw. Uh, Kevin says Lacey, EC3, and Lars on Raw, Nikki, Heavy Machinery on SmackDown. Andrew says Kristen's on her way to NXT UK. Sources, well, there, that, that'll make her feel better. There you go. Uh, and Omizzi's here. How you doing? Good to see you. There's a lot of people here tonight. A lot of folks. I'm glad y'all are here. And you know, if you haven't if you haven't had the chance to watch this live, you should. You should come in. The chat is very, very lively tonight. Um, Dean Ambrose is cutting a promo backstage, is talking about something, something right versus Ron, something, something Memphis. Next, we get the uh, Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal match. Uh, the the Sings attack Finn during his entrance. Mahal then goes after Finn, tossing him into the barricades and finally gets him in the ring. The ref checks over Finn, who's struggling back up. He got beat up outside by the big, big, big ginger dude. Uh, and uh, the ref the ref uh, is checking over him and he says, can you, can you do the match? Says, ring the bell! Ring the bell! Because he's Irish, he has that kind of accent. And the bell is rung and he gets right kicked in the face by Jinder, who covers him for two. Jinder with some fists and then a headlock. You know, folks, it's not a Jinder Mahal match if there isn't a headlock within the first two minutes, folks. Finn hits a basement dropkick in Seguri's Mahal uh, to the side of the head onto the apron. Uh, who's on the apron, but Mahal uh, drops him to the floor. Back from commercial, Mahal is in control. Whips um, Finn hard into the corner. Balor reverses a chin lock into a body, body press, covers Mahal for two. Then we're back into a chin lock. Woo boy! Finn Paley kicks Melee down. Uh, Melee. Paley kicks Mahal down. Uh, drop kicks some forearms. Double stomp to the chest. And uh, Finn flips Mahal over to the floor. Topic on Hilo follows. Sling blade as the audience starts getting into some two sweet chants. Kuda Gross and Mahal. Finn, Finn Balor is pulling double duty tonight, folks. And if, th if at this moment you're still wondering if he's going to win, this should have been telegraphed for you right here. Leo Rush cuts a promo saying that Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are going to suffer and Lashley will become the IC champion. Is Leo Rush psychic? Then we get the triple threat match. Dean Ambrose versus Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. This is where the IC title. This was a fun little match, I found. It was cool. Nice little moment in time here. Dean tries to convince Seth to fight Lashley together. And instead, Seth tosses Dean to the outside. Seth dropkicks Lashley to the outside as well. Piscato follows on Lashley. He starts, uh, Seth starts balling with Dean. Uh, back in the ring, he hits a cross body press, covers, but only gets two. Uh, then the heels take over 
The heels trade opportunities at some ground and pound on Seth. And then they form an alliance. Dean gets the alliance that he wanted. Snap suplex by Lashley, who covers, but Dean doesn't like it. Dean instead holds holds him up and Lashley punches him in the in the stomach. Then Lashley holds Seth up and punches Dean, uh, and Dean kicks Seth in the stomach. Lashley here with a running short, shoulder tackle to Seth in the corner. Rollins starts fighting back against the heels, but eats a big, big, big spine buster. Sort of a pop-up spine buster by Lashley. And Dean smells blood, tosses Lashley to the outside, covers Seth, but only gets two. Seth fights back, gets a dive on both heels to the outside. Leo Rush starts distracting. Seth goes after him, runs around the ring, trying to chase him down. Instead, eats another spine buster on the floor by Bobby Lashley. Then Lashley turns around on Dean and hits a belly-to-belly overhead suplex right on the floor as well. We're back from commercial and Seth and Dean are working on Lashley. They're connecting some shield tandem offense. I like this little moment that, you know, it was so natural for them to just fall into their uh, their double team patterns. I thought that was a nice moment. You know, I don't think it's it's an, any indication that the Shield are coming back together. Far from it. But ah, that was I thought that was really nice. It was a nice moment of storytelling. It didn't last long though. You, uh, they uh, they start laying into each other. That and it ends with Seth. Doing a sunset flip on Dean for the uh, and covers him for two. Falcon Arrow on Dean fo- follows, but Leo Rush breaks the pin up. There's a little distraction sequence where Seth goes after Rush, but it ends with Dean eating a super kick. Lashley tosses Seth out, covers, but only gets two. A dirty deeds on Lashley is interrupted by Seth. Seth goes up top, hits the frog splash on Lashley. Dean throws him up, out, covers Lashley, covers him for two. You got a whole bunch of top rope shenanigans here that end up with Dean and Bobby Lashley doing a doomsday device on Seth. But Seth rolls through it, kicks Lashley, kicks Ambrose, goes for the stomp on Dean. But Leo Rush lowers the top rope and Seth tumbles over. Spear by Lashley on Dean, covers him, becomes your new Intercontinental Champion. Pin the champion, didn't pin, pin Seth. So Seth remains strong. And... I'm okay with this. I mean, it was surprising. It was fine. Let's be uh, completely transparent with each other, folks. It's not as if Dean's IC run has been stellar. Did they give it enough time for it to grow? Yeah, I think they did. I really think they did. I really feel that Dean and Seth's feud was one of the most underwhelming things of two thousand of the end of two thousand eighteen, is it all on Dean and Seth? No, absolutely not, because there were some people in creative that thought that thought that moving the the focus of the feud away from Dean versus Seth to Dean versus the audience versus Seth was a good idea. So that's not all on them. But maybe it'll just allow them to do something else with Dean. I don't know what they have in store for him. Putting the belt on Bobby Lashley is fine. I think he's getting, he's getting, he's getting reactions. He's getting heat. He's got, uh, you know, Lashley hasn't felt this relevant since coming back to WWE. So I'm good with that. Oh, 
Oh, John says Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah, they still have beef to settle, don't they? Y'all think Kevin Owens is going to come back as a as a babyface though? Uh, Kevin says, "Yeah, I don't hate Lashley as IC champ. Makes him some makes him somewhat meaningful. I agree." Uh, Andrew Thompson says, "Dean's IC title reign was just like Omega's title run, underwhelming, but for entirely different reasons." Red Leaf says, "WWE doesn't know two things for sure. Doesn't know two things for sure, and that's booking a mid card title and babyface characters." Kevin Carroll says Ambrose could survive without the strap. Lashley was treading water. <clears throat> and Jay King says Owens' face would be interesting. I'm assuming y'all saw the pictures of the leaner, meaner Kevin Owens. He's dropped a lot of weight. Maybe that's what they're uh, angling for. A production member <clears throat> arrives at Alexa Bliss's... Um, uh, dressing room with her latte knocks on the door doesn't answer knocks again doesn't answer so he just goes in and she's standing there with her top off and I hope that all of you <laughs> all you people I hope all the Attitude Era boosters were really really happy about that seeing some partial nudity some some extra uh, some uh, exposed shoulders some uh, uncovered back hope you guys all got really really excited for that because this was the most useful segment of the evening and also the one that made the, le the least amount of sense like if I'm a production guy and I'm knocking on a women's dressing room door that belongs to a woman and I'm knocking and she's not answering I'm not barging in because I know something like this is going to happen. There's going to be something awkward. I'm going to be like, uh, well, Miss Bliss, I'm going to leave the latte just here on the outside. You can get it when you want. That was dumb. Next, we get the moment of bliss. And I mean, that's all I wanted. Uh, I, I don't want to go too deeply into it. It was dumb was pointless and it felt so out of place and it felt it really felt like a throwback it, it bobby lashley in sequence all right in sequence bobby lashley big beefy guy winning the ic title and alexa bliss with her top off in sequence it really feels like vince mcmahon wrote this entire quarter hour doesn't it Um, so we had the, the moment of bliss where I, the big news out of this, she was, her guest was Paul Heyman, but it, it didn't amount to anything and we don't really care. Um, uh, but the, and then there was the segment with Otis Dosevich, but I'll get to that in a second. But, but we did get the announcement that the, at the elimination chamber pay-per-view in February, we're going to get the women's tag team titles be decided in the elimination chamber so six tag teams three from raw three from smackdown are going to jump in chat let me know who do you think should be will or will be the six tag teams who do you think are going to jump in here 
There's a couple of obvious ones, but there's, you know, a couple of circumstances here you're going to have to think about it. You're going to have to put some brain power. You're going to you're going to have to put that noggin to some good use here. She announces that so in 5 weeks, three teams from Raw, three teams from SmackDown, and they they unveil the tag team titles. I think they look good. And I'm I'm surprised that they moved away from the big W. Um, not not the big W. Sorry, the the big like the really big circular, um, like big metal things. Medal, M E D A L, not metal. Medal. That was really I good for them. I thought I thought the designs looked really really good. And Paul Heyman comes out, starts cutting a Brock promo, but uh, you know at this point we really don't care. Um, and then Otis Dozovich comes out, heavy machinery. And the thing with Otis is that there, you know, part of his act, I guess, <clears throat> is that he he talks like this. <coughs> I won't be able to do it. My throat is too scratchy. <laughs> but um, he. Uh, he, there's sometimes when he does when he cuts his promos, you don't quite understand what he is talking about. And I think they played this off tonight, but the way he was walking around looking a little confused. Pretty lady, pretty lady. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely, completely transparent here. I'm really afraid. That they're setting him up to be some kind of maybe being a little slow. We're gonna use correct, polite terminology. I'd use something else, but I don't want to use it. Because it's kind of insulting. But you know, having a bit of a uh uh, weakened mental uh, capacity as opposed to other people. Like the way Tucker Knight ran out is like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry he did this. As if, you know, he's sort of watching over his brother that has, uh, you know, uh, who's a little more handicapped. Oh, God, I hope they don't do that. <clears throat> but it really came across as that. as like, a confused guy. Pretty lady, pretty lady. Ooh. And how many writers do WWE have on staff? And this is and this is the this is the best thing they could come up with. This really was it. How could we how can we introduce uh heavy machinery? How could we just oh we'll have a we'll have the uh the stubby rotund gentleman come in and look confused. Yeah, like Andrew says, Tucker's going to be his handler. It's so dumb. It's so really, really... I hope not. Main event. Main event. Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre versus Jonathan Sinan. <clears throat> well, now, Cena and Drew are on the outside. Uh, Cena and Drew fight to the outside, and we have Corbin and Finn in the ring. Uh, he goes, uh, he being Finn, goes up top really quickly for a coup de grace, but it's countered by Corbin. And Finn eats a chokeslam backbreaker over the knee. We come back from commercial and Finn is rolling Mac uh, Drew McIntyre up for two. 
drop kicks uh he drop kicks drew to the outside but gets driven off the corb the apron by corbin with an elbow cena hits a tornado ddt on corbin but drew comes in to beat down on cena some more cena f- battles back he hits his flying shoulder tackles the five knuckle shuckle sh- shuckle the five cushion knuckle the shive knuckle fuckle <laughs> the five knuckle shuffle the attitude adjustment on Drew's well covers, but Corbin breaks up the pin. He gets a few shots on Corbin, blocks uh, Corbin blocks a, an attitude adjustment attempt. Cena blocks a suplex, but then Finn comes in and both he and uh, Cena suplex Corbin to the mat. Um, <clears throat> then the uh, the faces uh, the baby faces gang up on Corbin. Uh, there's some top rope shenanigans that uh, that follow uh, that face. Um, uh, there, there's some sh- that's it. A substantial amount of sh- shenanigans that happen that end up with the uh, Drew driving uh, you know the baby faces down. Um, then there's some more shenanigans uh, between Corbin and Drew. Drew is in a trio of woe, but crunches up and tosses Corbin off the top rope. More commercial. We come back from that, and Finn go uh, runs the ropes and eats an end of days. He's covered by Corbin, but Drew breaks the pin up. Corbin does the um, the r- slide out to the outside, then run around the post to slide back in thing. But he hits a headbutt by Drew as he comes back in. Cena jumps off the turnbuckle. Drew catches him into a power bomb. Covers only gets two. The heels are working over the baby faces. The baby faces finally get back up on top, but Finn avoids an attitude adjustment. Finn goes up top for the coup de grace, but Cena interrupts that. There's some top rope shenanigans that ensue that end with a super attitude adjustment. Corbin on the outside gets a chair and uses it on Cena and Drew. He goes into the ring to to use it on Finn. He covers after his chair shots, but Cena breaks up the pin. Cena avoids uh, getting a chair shot. Ace Corbin. Cena eats a claymore by Drew, but Finn hits a tornado DDT on uh, on Drew, who rolls out of the ring. He goes up top and hits the coup de grace on Cena. Covers him, gets the win. Finn versus Brock at Royal Rumble. A confirmed. I think if there were less, if there had been less commercials in this match i think it would have flowed a lot better because it was fun i liked it i really really liked how it was how it was paced wwe doesn't have a tendency to mess up fatal four ways i don't like it's there's always something fun about them and i really like the ending here and man cena just, he, cena puts finn over big time two weeks after putting uh uh after putting becky lynch over big time so there's there's movement, there's some shakeups happening. Now the question is, the question is, of course. Well, there's two questions, aren't there? First question is, is Finn Balor going to defeat Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble? And who is going to show up at Royal Rumble? Is it going to be Finn Balor or is it going to be the Demon? I did. 
I just want you to keep one thing in mind. Vince McMahon is on record. He said it. He really digs the demon. He likes it. He sees the merchandising opportunities with it. He likes it. He likes the demon. But man, if the demon comes out, like technically speaking, it's a big match. Finn pulls out the demon for the big matches and it's going to be a huge match. He should like in proper Finn Balor psychology, he should bring out the demon at Royal Rumble because it's a huge match. And if the demon comes out, is it a pretty much a guaranteed win? Unless, unless Brock is the first guy to ever defeat the demon. I don't know. Let's talk about this another time. Perhaps when we're doing Royal Rumble predictions with my boy Anthony from Smart to Death. So there we go. Guys, guys, and gals. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I want to thank everyone for joining us live in the chat. Was very, very active today. Like I said, I feel like there's a lot of people that popped in. Uh, I mean, and I appreciate it. That's always fun. And if you're watching this uh, later on YouTube or on your favorite podcast uh, platform, uh, think about popping in live at some point. You got a friendly chat going. There's no one really, there's no one really terrible here. Uh, and I completely forgot to mention that the world of superheroes will be shattered. I completely forgot to mention that because I don't know if you've heard, but the world of superheroes will be completely shattered. Um, and uh, thank you all. I want to thank you all so very, very much for for tuning in. Remember to come back tomorrow for um, for the uh, SmackDown Live uh, recap. That's always a lot of fun. I hope you I hope you'll make it. So, guys, thank you all very much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.